Welcome to Data-Based Projections. Data is often the basis for how we see the world and how the world sees us. Understanding these data-based projections is the focus of this podcast, which discusses topics related to data analytics, machine learning, and data science. Produced and hosted by Jim Harris. Several of the previous episodes of this podcast have been used to provide working definitions of terms, such as differentiating data science, machine learning, and data analytics. Those first two terms are definitely among the buzziest of buzzwords right now. It seems like any time data analytics is discussed, machine learning is immediately mentioned. Some talk about the amazing things machine learning can do. Others caution about how difficult it is to do machine learning the right way. But of course, their product or service can. It's like machine learning has become a synonym for advanced data analytics, or a synonym for the data analytics you really should be doing. More often than not, and often enough to annoy me enough to podcast about it, someone will describe a machine learning use case, and my first response is, that is not machine learning. So before I go any further, what is machine learning again? Here's a clip from a previous episode. Machine learning is a subfield of computer science based on the use of data-driven statistical algorithms. Quote-unquote, data-driven is the big paradigm shift or shift in analytical mindset that takes some getting used to when you first start using machine learning. Although coding is involved, Machine learning is driven less by the instructions written by a human programmer and more by the examples provided by properly prepared data, which is split between training data and testing data. Training data is what the machine learning model learns from, and testing data is what is used to evaluate the machine learning model's ability to generalize. In other words, understand what to do with data it hasn't seen before. Machine learning algorithmically builds a statistical model to solve practical problems that cannot be solved or not as easily or as reliably repeatable with, for a lack of a better phrase, traditional computer programming and data analysis. However, a lot of the mathematics and statistics involved in machine learning are already codified in algorithms that are actually, in some cases, centuries old. The reason the 21st century has brought these mathematical and statistical techniques to the forefront is because we now have widely available technical resources with the compute and storage capacity to quickly process massive volumes of data. I view machine learning as a use of shallow learning models, those which produce output directly from their data inputs. This covers machine learning models for regression classification, and clustering. Regression is used to make predictions about a continuous data value, such as sales or stock prices. Classification is used to assign items in a data set to different specifically defined categories called classes. Binary classification is the easiest to think of since it means the outcome has only two possible classes. For example, classifying email as spam or not spam or classifying financial transactions as either fraud or not fraud. Similar to classification, 
clustering segments the data into categorical groups. However, in clustering, those categorical groups are not specifically defined. Clustering can be used to find anomalies in data or to find related groupings in data. For example, you can use clustering to analyze a geographical region and determine what areas of that region are most likely to be hit by an earthquake. The two primary categories of machine learning are supervised learning and unsupervised learning. Supervised learning is the process of understanding a known input-output combination, where the input data are the independent variables, also known as predictors, and the output is the dependent variable, also known as the label, target, or response. Supervised learning works backwards from output to inputs to determine the relationship in order to predict output based only on input. Examples of supervised learning include linear regression, logistic regression, decision trees and random forest, k-nearest neighbors, and support vector machines. With unsupervised learning, the output, in other words, dependent variable, is not labeled, which means that the model does not know which input variable is the output variable. Unsupervised learning analyzes input variable relationships to create new labels regarding possible outputs. In other words, what input variables can predict the values of other input variables. The advantage of unsupervised learning is the ability to discover patterns in the data you were unaware of, which usually leads to performing supervised learning on those discovered patterns. For example, following unsupervised fraud detection with supervised fraud prevention. Examples of unsupervised learning include k-means clustering, social network analysis, and descending dimensional analysis. The key takeaway for now is that supervised machine learning is used more often than unsupervised machine learning. So yes, the 21st century, and the last 10 years especially, have provided the storage and compute mostly via cloud computing, to enable more organizations to perform machine learning. Now, it is true that there are many analytics use cases for machine learning, and machine learning can provide unique analytical insights, as well as help automate some operational and decision-making processes more efficiently and effectively than non-machine learning alternatives. But that does not mean that machine learning is the answer to every data analytics challenge, or that all data analytics have to be quote-unquote upgraded to machine learning. A related problem is inevitably someone will agree, but by saying that it's data science or artificial intelligence that we really need. Which of course begs the question, what is the difference between machine learning, data science, and artificial intelligence? Here's a three-minute clip from a previous episode. I define data science as advanced machine learning, because when I think of data science, I think of artificial intelligence and deep learning models, whereas shallow learning models produce outcomes directly from inputs, deep learning produces output based on preceding layers in the model which is the case with neural networks. 
The deep in deep learning refers to the depth of layers involved in a neural network. I also include reinforcement learning under data science since it is based on random trial and error, leveraging insights from previous iterations. For example, Q learning. I also include under data science artificial intelligence, which is the broad and general term for machines that mimic human intelligence, which are used to predict, automate, and optimize tasks that humans have historically done, such as speech and facial recognition, language translation, the natural language processing that drives virtual assistants like Siri and Alexa, and will one day drive self driving cars. True data scientists create advanced data products for others to use. These data products might take the form of a custom algorithm or an automated process that becomes a black box used as an analytical function. A dumb example you do not need to calculate a standard deviation by hand. You can use a built in function that is available in whatever tool or programming language you use. It is the data products that are the primary focus of explainability and ethics in data science. This is because if I wanted to do the data analysis and math by hand, I can confirm whether the standard deviation function is giving me the correct number. I cannot do the same thing with a more advanced data product like facial recognition or natural language processing. I can only notice when it does something wrong. But I cannot explain how, which is explainability, or why, which is ethics. Another important point is that data science also tends to analyze more complex data that we have not been able to historically analyze any other way, such as images, video, audio, and the text content of books and other documents. So, data science is at the top level. Of advanced data analytics, because in order to be a quote unquote data scientist, you need deep knowledge, competencies, and practical demonstrable skills in computer science and programming, mathematics, and statistics. Doing data science also involves statistical thinking, which means understanding uncertainty and probability, and being able to make statistical inferences to validate the results produced by less advanced data analytics. Another differentiator of data science is experimental thinking, iteratively running experiments to test hypotheses without assuming there is one right answer to the problem you are trying to solve with data. So, data science is more advanced than machine learning, and artificial intelligence is also more advanced than machine learning. But technically, Machine learning is both artificial intelligence and data science. And you can do artificial intelligence, which is also data science, without doing machine learning, the advanced forms of which are also data science. This is the quagmire of trying to define things that causes confusion. But the general consensus is, is that machine learning and artificial intelligence. Are more advanced data analytics. And doesn't everyone want to be known for doing advanced stuff? How is your organization supposed to keep up with your competitors? Or how are you supposed to advance your career if you're not doing advanced stuff? <laughs>
The opposite of all that advanced stuff is good old-fashioned data analytics, which my own oversimplified definition of is whatever is left over when you eliminate data science, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. And there's a lot of really advanced and useful analytics left when you do eliminate those three things. What it really comes down to, though, is what type of analytics do you actually need? And here's a one-minute clip from a previous episode that recaps the four types. The adjectives commonly applied to analytics. Descriptive analytics, which helps you understand what happened and what's happening now. Diagnostic analytics, which helps you understand why did this happen. Predictive analytics, which helps you understand what might happen in the future, and prescriptive analytics, which helps you answer the question, what should we do next? For a lack of a better way of phrasing it, good old-fashioned data analytics, in other words, SQL analytics and business intelligence, is best aligned with descriptive analytics and most of diagnostic analytics. Predictive analytics and prescriptive analytics cross over into advanced analytics, and as such are best aligned, but not in a one-to-one way with machine learning and data science. And all of this brings me back to the title of this episode. When most people actually describe a problem that they are trying to solve with data analytics, I most often respond by saying, that is not machine learning, or That is not something machine learning can help with, or that is not something where machine learning should be your first choice. For example, everyone loves to talk about predictive analytics, which is something that machine learning might be able to help you with. And it is something that machine learning is used for in things that you use every day, like Google search or the natural language processing that mostly correctly guessed the words to autocomplete this sentence while I was typing my recording outline for this episode. The problem with those two good examples is that they benefit from something that your own machine learning efforts will most likely not have. Not just a massive amount of data, but a massive amount of high quality training and testing data. Sorry to break it to you, But your company is not Google, and you're probably not trying to build a massive collection of search queries to correlate with what websites or other online content people clicked on when they typed in a particular search term. Google search is a great example because it's a great example of a use case that is perfectly tailored to machine learning and only produces excellent results when you have a ridiculous amount of data like Google has from decades of being used by billions of people on the planet to find relevant content on the internet. And this is the trap that I see so many people fall into. Theoretically, given enough data and the time to properly prepare it, Applying machine learning could improve a business process or provide 
better analysis of a business problem. But most people, especially those new to machine learning, really underestimate the amount of effort involved in the data engineering and data preparation of the data that drives successful machine learning. Again, I often hear people use more everyday examples like the recommendation engines used by Netflix and Amazon as proof that machine learning is the answer. However, although machine learning is now used by Netflix and Amazon, in the early days, this was not the case. Netflix would recommend a movie simply based on the genres of the ones you watched before. And Amazon would tell you that people who bought product A also bought product B with simple lookups into cross-reference tables built from previous sales transactions. Now, over the years, both have improved their recommendation engines with machine learning, as well as other techniques, including artificial intelligence and non-machine learning, non-artificial intelligence, algorithmic data science, as well as other advanced analytics that aren't either machine learning or artificial intelligence. For Netflix and Amazon, it's really their treasure trove of customer data that represents their true superpower. Advanced techniques like machine learning can help discover more subtle patterns in the data than simpler rules-based or metadata-based techniques can offer. But it is always better to start with simple, since it may be all that you need. The idea for this episode was inspired by a news story that I read last month that was complaining about artificial intelligence, a term which is not only overused, but especially now in mainstream media, artificial intelligence, or AI, is being used to refer to anything data analytics related. But in this particular case, it was a news story about an airline using AI to price gouge passengers by intentionally assigning a family traveling together seats that were not next to each other, and then sending a follow-up email to offer to change their seat assignments for a small additional fee so that the family could sit together, which the news reporter blamed on a misuse of AI since the family used an online reservation system to book their travel plans. However, that's not artificial intelligence. That's not machine learning. That's just a simple rules-based system that the airline created to try to get people to pay extra to sit next to their family on the plane. A salesperson for an analytics company I will not name claimed that the airline had in fact used machine learning to detect patterns in the airline passenger data to recommend the implementation of the rules-based system to upcharge people to sit next to their traveling companions. Sure, they claimed, it was an unethical use of ML AI, but it helped the airline make more money. 
until enough customers complained that it got news coverage and the airline discontinued the practice. I wish I could claim that this was an isolated incident. Although other examples I have encountered have been less far-fetched, it seems like there is a concerted effort by many, including those who know better, to contort every data analytics use case into something that sounds well-suited for machine learning. Before I summarize this episode's key points, here is a word from our sponsor. A proven unified analytical warehouse for data-driven customers, Vertica provides freedom from underlying infrastructure with massively scalable in-database machine learning. So you can analyze data with highest performance, regardless of where that data resides. Whether on-premises, in the clouds, on Apache Hadoop and S3 data lakes, or a combination of all of them, Vertica supports your mission-critical analytics with one unified platform. Vertica delivers the same core enterprise-class advanced analytics on any choice of cloud for any size organization. Spin up Vertica in minutes from the AWS, Azure, or Google Cloud Platform marketplaces. Scale analytics elastically by adding cloud instances on the fly. Run analytics on massive S3 and Hadoop data lakes without having to move data into Vertica. Seamlessly replicate Vertica databases between on-premises and cloud or across different cloud providers. Take advantage of Eon Mode to capitalize on cloud economics even further with the separation of compute and storage. This enables organizations to take advantage of cloud-optimized architectures not only in public clouds, but on-premises or in a private cloud, giving companies the agility to scale, compute, and storage independently, up or down, as needed. No one can predict the future analytical needs of your business. The right analytics architecture today might not be the right analytics architecture next year. You need the broadest range of deployment models so that you can adapt as your analytical needs evolve. With complete freedom from underlying infrastructure, Vertica delivers on the promise of big data and future-proofs your analytics like no other platform can. Find out why the world's leading data-driven enterprises rely on Vertica. Try it for free at Vertica.com. This episode has been my lament slash rant about the overhyping of machine learning to the point of it being described as well-suited for every data analytics use case and those not yet using machine learning being berated for not advancing their analytics knowledge and skills and failing to help their organizations remain competitive by quote-unquote upgrading their data analytics to machine learning. But the reality is that we are still in the late stages of the data science hype cycle. So there is a tendency to want to unleash the AI Kraken or think everyone is doing machine learning, so let's do that. However, you really should climb the ladder of analytical advancement starting at the bottom. SQL queries, business intelligence tools, data visualizations, and other tricks of the traditional trade of data analytics should be what you try first. You should only advance to machine learning if you had a legitimate reason for doing so meaning that you cannot analyze the data effectively or comprehensively without it. And even if you do decide to go all logistic on that data's ASCII, or extremely boost its gradient, or randomize its forest, or bayes its naivete, you still need to supplement and complement machine learning 
with traditional data analytics techniques. The point is that when applying analytical techniques to data in the service of trying to solve a specific problem, start simple and only increase the complexity as needed. Follow the KISS principle, K-I-S-S. Keep it statistically simple. If the data analysis does not need statistics, then it is simple. Don't bring statistics to a SQL fight. Don't try to solve a problem with machine learning that you can solve with data analytics. And don't believe a more complex problem is an either-or choice between data analytics and machine learning. The data may be binary, but your choice is not. Most complex problems require unified analytics. Now, it is true that there are many analytics use cases for machine learning, and machine learning can provide unique analytical insights, as well as help automate some operational and decision-making processes more efficiently and effectively than non-machine learning alternatives. However, do not let anyone frame an analysis, business problem, or process improvement as a machine learning use case. Say instead, that is not machine learning. That is an analysis, business problem, or process improvement where machine learning might be able to help, but not before we evaluate other options. And with the understanding that machine learning is rarely going to be either the first or only aspect of the solution. Thanks for listening to Database Projections. We're available on all podcast platforms. Extended show notes for all episodes, as well as playlists of related episodes, can be found at ocdqblog.com forward slash dbp. Until next time, may the data be with you, always.